Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 130. 130. I feel like I'm just, like, mashing the numbers together with my mouth at some point. But uh, episode number really doesn't matter. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today to talk to you about video games and maybe some anime, depending on how 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 long this this goes. I actually don't have a ton on, on my little sheet here, but we'll see how things go. I think last week I didn't have a ton on it either, but I ended up talking a bunch about about some random stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like a sidetracked update thing. Hey, it's like apparently only like a month till I go to Japan. I was like, oh boy, I didn't realize it was so close. So I'm trying to kind of re-review what, what I've done with that and make sure everything is um, is kind of in order. Uh, I think one thing I, I do want to do is, I like, I don't want to schedule too much stuff because I really don't know how like stressful being out there will be. I want to be, I want to have times where it's like, okay, I can just kind of walk around or something and not worry about like what I've pre-scheduled for that day. But one thing I, I, I do want to do, I mean, like, I don't really have anything pre-scheduled at this point. So like I can kind of do whatever I want other than just going to Osaka. But uh, one thing I do, I did want to kind of do is go to a uh, Kabuki theater and uh, it's, it's, it seems like it closes for the end of the year pretty soon after I get out there. So it's like a two day window, which I can go see Kabuki, uh, a Kabuki show. Um, it was it was surprisingly a little confusing to figure out how exactly like the pricing and stuff works for that. But it seems like essentially there's like three shows a day and those three shows are broken up into four acts, which then have like 15 to 20 minutes in between. And you can buy you can pre buy the entire show or the entire like show. So one of the three shows you can pre buy. But then also you can if you're there on that day, you can buy it by per act or something like that. And um but, you know, the acts can sell out, so you won't actually see it. So so I'm a little on the fence of whether or not I want to buy an entire entire show. Because it's like, you know, three to four hours. Even though it has about probably about like an hour, an hour and a half to to intermission times. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like, uh, maybe, I don't know. I, I think I will I think I will schedule it out and, and, and try to go do that. Uh, the main reason I'm interested is because of Kabuki Warriors for the Xbox. But that's okay. Video games <laughs> drive my life, so I guess that's what's happening. I mean, I I've, I watched a couple of Kabuki documentaries after I played Kabuki Warriors too, so I have an interest beyond just huh. Here's this weird Genki game that I <laughs> that I've played. Um, somebody uh, Play Ongo was actually talking about uh, Tokyo Extreme Racing. I think it was called. It's like a Genki Street Racing series. He apparently has bought a ton of those games. I was like, oh wow. Um, so Playon goes this um guy who does a bunch of uh like Japanese imports and stuff on and he talks about them on his YouTube channel. It's it's pretty decent channel. I would recommend it. I'll link the channel. Uh but basically kind of like like older style vlog style videos, but but you know, he, he plays a lot of interesting stuff and so it's kind of fun to to, to watch. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I've been trying to figure out, but, uh, I, I, I think I'm generally feeling good about what I'm doing with my Japan trip. So, you know, I, I, I'm not, I don't think I'll plan too much more beyond just trying to remember how to count in Japanese. So, so I can more easily, I guess, do math. Uh, but yeah, in terms of video games this week though, it's, it, I don't have a lot that you won't see otherwise. Uh, we were going to try to play some God Eater 2 this weekend, but that didn't work out. So, so God Eater 2 is still on hold. <laughs> uh, we'll get there though. And then, uh, and then I went ahead and finished up We Play Motion. There's actually a, a little bit more content in We Play Motion than I thought there would be. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely the same number of mini games, but there's a lot more variety in some of the mini games than I expected. 
Um, and there's also like this weird thing. I, I, I went ahead and recorded a quick play of this. That's going to sh- show up this week. So, so on Wednesday this week, if you want to see me talk about we play motion in depth, uh, I, I do that on Wednesday, but there's something I, I, I didn't really touch on in the, in the, um, the quick play was, uh, as you get medals, I think I, I really couldn't tell what was, was causing this, but like you unlock, uh, title screen uh demos so what happens is you sit on the title screen long enough and a like little mini game within the title screen will appear so so some of them are just like hey you can just move this little like bubble wand around so bubbles appear uh other ones are like uh are they, are they called kaleidoscopes or something where you like you know twist the the image and like it's a bunch of you know colored um I guess like confetti or something within like a telescope looking thing. And it like, you know, makes a, like a colorful image that kind of spins around. Uh, but you do that, but with weirdo. And then there's also one where it's like, you're a dolphin. And this is like the most, most in-depth one on there that I saw. It's like, you're a dolphin. You can swim around and like jump through these hoops and stuff. And as far as I can tell, there's no like real goal or purpose to these. And, and you can't just like, as far as I can tell, you can't just like play them whenever you want. They have to come up with the, in the demo for the, the title screen. And they also, um, I think you only could be in them for a limited amount of time. So like you can, you can swim through these rings as a dolphin, but like at some point it's just going to kick you out back to the title screen. It's, it's just like a weird, a weird thing that especially, especially the dolphin one, like a weird thing that they built this thing out and then they're just like, well, here's it as a like little title screen Easter egg, not as an actual <laughs> mini game in this, in this, we play motion thing. Admittedly, I don't think the dolphin thing would really, uh, translate to to the same style of mini games that are in we play motion mainly because those games are very much based around like me's and unless you had like a weird looking dolphin me or something uh it wouldn't exactly fit so yeah i don't know it's it, it's a it's a strange thing but yeah the, the rest of the game i kind of t- finished talking about in the quick play that's going up on wednesday so if you want to hear me talk about we play motion there uh there that yeah, it's there um, and then also I went ahead and finished up Gun Gun Pixies this weekend. I, I, I wasn't intending to finish up Gun Gun Pixies, but I sat down and played through, uh, I, I played through about a third of the game initially, and then I played through about another third, but I think I went a little further than that and ended up, uh, like on the chapter before the final chapter of the game. So I was just like, you know what? I'll just go ahead and finish this. So, so today, this Sunday, um, I went and sat down and, uh, and, uh, finished it out. And I'm, I'm actually pretty happy about the ending of that game. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of bizarre because, uh, the whole thing with Gun Gun Pixies is you're like these little like space pixies that, you know, come down and they're there to study earthlings. But there's also other kind of, uh, forces at work that are, that are internet or, uh, you know, interstellar, I don't know, like space people things um but there's other forces at work while you're there and then so the the conflict kind of results in this whole like uh i guess you would say conflict between like the space criminal and and like this uh detective agency space detective agency kind of thing and um it's it's weird because you have this this very like sci-fi storyline kind of thing going on but then like how it's how it's the the moment to moment interactions of it and then how it's ultimately resolved are very grounded because the whole game takes place within like a high school girl dorm or whatever it is and and so it's like you, like it's just it, these problems are solved through fairly you know typical oh we're there for you kind of things like emotional support and stuff like that you know ways that that many many problems are solved in real life versus like actual fighting or something like that there is like a boss fight per se but it's not particularly uh I wouldn't really call it a boss fight. I feel like the the, the encounters at the like the the, the the main encounters at the giant uh, ladies where you have to like sit there and shoot 
a lot of portions of their body. You you always can shoot them. Well, most of the time you can shoot them, and there's like three spots you can shoot them, and then they'll give you hints based off those shots that you shoot them at, or some additional dialogue. But then there's the actual boss fights where like individual parts of their body are hittable, like uh, their their hands, their their legs, their their butt, and all that stuff. Uh, and and that is like an actual boss fight kind of thing. And and I feel like those boss fights get kind of trivialized at some point. Just. I don't know, the the content of those boss fights don't really evolve, and as your arsenal, not really that your arsenal expands, but as you become more powerful, um, there's not really a lot that really pushes back against you, so while the initial fights can be a little, I wouldn't even say challenging, but they might take a little bit to, to kind of, you know, get used to to dodging these projectiles and things like that and then you know knowing when the right time is to sit there and uh you know just load these these ladies with happy bullets um it it it, at later on you can just sit there and like kind of shoot at them i feel like my regular gun was doing more i don't know if you call it damage per se but essentially damage uh to each body part um than than the charge shots that are supposed to be like kind of the main ones uh, but it may be because I had like a spread shot kind of thing. So if I hit like their foot with all three bullets, it would do more than just like a tiny bolt, like a single bullet kind of thing. So, so yeah, it was a fun game though. I'm really glad I played through it. Um, so I'll do, I'll, I'll probably have a quick play up for that. Probably not, um, probably the week after next, I, I got to figure out exactly where I, where I show off that game. I have like maybe 10 or so save files that I put aside. Um, so I just got to kind of look back at what I have and just kind of figure out what best represents the game and all that stuff. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, it's hard. It's one of those games that's really hard to say who, who should buy and play it because it's very much like a erotic shooter kind of thing. So it, it has this whole thing with, you know, I forget how it's pronounced like a a a gal or something like that. You know, the, the sweaters of the, the ladies with their eyes rolled back and like slobber coming out of their mouth and stuff. Um, it's essentially like has that layer to it where it's like, oh, they're, they're secreting endorphins or whatever it's called, um, in the game. (laughs) Um, there's that whole layer to it, but then there's like an adventure aspect to it. And it's, it's mostly, I would say more than anything, even though it's like a shooter in terms of how the gameplay works, it's more of an adventure game. It's about going around, uh, you know, clicking on points of interest and, uh, and then collecting, uh, items and stuff like that. Uh, mostly currency. You're mostly collecting money. Um, the, the money stuff is is more optional, but it, it kind of goes into your rank or whatever. So I'll probably have I'll probably have some kind of quick play on that at some point. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And and you know if you if you're interested in that game, hopefully my quick play will help you make a decision on that. Um, you know I I think that game is more than just like the the surface layer of its erotic elements kind of thing, which I think is true for a lot of these types of games. They're not exactly you know, easy to, to, it's difficult to look past the, uh, the sexual elements of it sometimes. That's not to say that the sexual elements aren't there. There's just that there's, there's more to it than just that. So yeah, in terms of game news, um, I have a note here to talk about princess maker, but I really don't have anything to say about it. Oh, you know, I I remember what I was going to say about it. There's so, so princess maker three is coming to PC and switch but then there's also uh, Princess Maker Go Go or something like that, or Go Go Princess Maker, which looks like a party game based off the Princess Maker series. If you don't know, Princess Maker is like this, uh, I guess you would call it like a a child raising simulator where you have this, this girl that you basically 
I assume very similar to a dating sim, like put her through different um, uh, schedules and stuff to build stats and then ultimately, you know, create a character with like certain interests and professions based off that. Never played Princess Maker. That's just my assumption from what I've heard over the years. So I could be completely off base, but that's my understanding. But GoGo Princess Maker is a, a like board game version of Princess Maker where you walk around the board with these characters. And, uh, you know, I was looking at the gameplay. I was like, this looks a lot like Amiibo Festival because <laughs> it's like you walk around on the board and you like land on spots and then there's like an event plays out. And I was just like, oh boy, Amiibo Festival flashbacks. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's silly, but uh, I'm glad that that game's coming over. I didn't realize the second game had come out on Steam. I'm going to guess the original game also is on Steam as well, but I can't say for sure. I didn't look into it. Uh, I probably should play one of those some days, but they, uh, they, they've kind of passed me by. Uh, Princess Maker is a series that, that got localized forever ago. I think it was like in the late 90s that Princess Maker got localized or something crazy, which is just not really a game that would normally get localized from that, that era, I guess. I'd have to look into it, though. I can't remember for sure. Um, and then finally, Snack World was announced her for the U.S. After, after like, I think a year and a half of... <laughs> of that game not coming out. Uh, yeah, it's like, if you don't know what Snack World is, it's a it's a level five property that was kind of supposed to live alongside Yokai Watch as like a um, a merchandise-based uh, uh, game. Uh, if I recall correctly from the initial concept, uh, you would get these like keychains that were weapons and you could basically like scan those keychains into the game. This sounds familiar. I think it was kind of in the, around the, the thought process being around the time of like, uh, Skylanders and Amiibo Fest, or not Amiibo Festival, uh, Amiibos and, and, and Lego Dimensions. I'm pulling some old information out of my brain. Uh, but yeah, the game itself is like an action RPG kind of thing. And, um, you know, it, it kind of looks similar to, uh, Fantasy Life and things like that. I've, I've kind of had an interest in it for a while. There was a, there was an English dub trailer they put out years and years ago that I really enjoyed the, the style of. But in terms of the actual content of the game, I'm not sure how, like, deep it is or anything like that. Uh, I also haven't really heard much about its success in, in Japan. I'm honestly kind of surprised it's coming over finally. Because um, I, I don't feel like I've heard of it doing well there. But yeah, it comes out in, uh, on February 14th in the in the U.S. So I might, I might check it out, but that, that might be a little too soon. And I've kind of honestly, honestly, I have the majority of next year booked a little bit. One thing I didn't really talk about. Um, but when I was talking about the games I've been playing, um, so in that list of games I, I laid out like three weeks ago or something like that, four weeks ago at this point, I've, I've largely narrowed that down to, uh, just Shining Force Resonance or Shining, Re Shining Resonance Refrain, I think is the game's name. Um, I've, I've mainly narrowed it down to that. I don't think I'm going to finish Shining Resonance Refrain this year. The reason being is I'm pretty sure once I get Shenmue 3 next week, I'm just going to go ahead and jump into Shenmue 3. I feel like, you know, it's been 18 years or however long. I should just go ahead and play Shenmue 3. I'm, I'm mostly free on games outside of Shining, and I've put down Shining long enough that it's not like I'm actively playing it or something like that. So, so yeah, I... I I think for this year, at least, um, other than whatever I plan to take with me to Japan and maybe some smaller titles here and there, uh, I think I might be relatively done with any major commitments this year. And then going into next year, Xenoblade Chronicles X is going to be a big part of the, the first half of 2020. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> beginning of a new decade. I didn't realize that. Um, but yeah, the first half of 2020, I'll probably be focusing on Xenoblade Chronicles X. And then, uh, and then we'll see from there where we end up going. 
So Snack World, uh, I'm going to guess, is probably going to get cannibalized by me trying to finish up Xenoblade Chronicles X. But we'll see. We'll see. I would love to check it out. I think there's something else coming out around, like, February as well that I that I really want to check out. But I can't can't quite remember what it was. Rest in peace, brain. You're not very good anymore. <laughs> um, one other thing I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see is um, there's a couple of WiiWare games that are getting a, a re-release. Um, although some of them are, 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 have had other releases before, but, but, you know, we're, we're getting some more modern implementations of them. Uh, the first one is Family Tennis SP. Um, so this is the family series of games that came out on WiiWare, um, that is by Arc System Works, I believe, or at least they're publishing it. Um, and they're a fairly budget line of typically sports games. There's like Pirate Party. I think Pirate Party is what I have. It's like a Mario Party clone. It's about a, just a bunch of like very budget friendly, uh, cheap um, WiiWare games. And and so finally it's getting a, a re-release on Switch at least, I believe. And I, I think I might, I might give it a look. I've always been interested in that series and it's got a really cute aesthetic. It's something that I've been wanting to check out for a long time. I don't think it's a particularly good game, probably, but I figured you could probably spend, you know, a a you know couple hours checking it out. Uh, but I said that about Amiibo Festival, and that took twenty five hours. Um, I think what's what's kind of fun um, about this game and a lot of other Wii games, we we ski included, is um, because the Wii was like such a family friendly system. It, it, it captured so many people across so many diverse age groups. Um, one fun thing is that they have, uh, character representations for, for each different age. So, or what, you know, general ages. So you have like these, these, these pretty young kids, probably below 10 years old. Uh, then you have mom and dad, which are, you know, maybe like 20, 30, uh, or like, yeah, I guess like 30 years old. And then you have grandma and grandpa too. And, and auntie and uncle, I think it's just like, it's a really like, there's something kind of charming about that concept of like, hey, we're going to let you pick pick a character and we want a character that's going to represent everybody in the family kind of thing. I, I think that's that's kind of cute and fun. Uh, and, and I was really glad we ski had that, too, even though I ended up going with uh, some of the younger characters. I wish the uh, in we ski. I wish the uh, the grandparents had more hairstyles. They only had like 16, I think. And uh, mentally for guys, generally, you don't have as much hair anymore. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but I like that. I like that aspect of it. And the other thing is, uh, Zombie Panic in Wonderland DX. If you, if you don't know, Zombie Panic in Wonderland is like a, a gallery shooter for Wii. Uh, had like this, this ninja kid and this girl in like a, uh, like a maid outfit or, or something like that. And, um, I, I actually own this on Wii. I don't know if we played it on stream at all or anything like that in the past, um, but it's basically just a, a shooter where you, you stay in one spot. It's just one scenery and you just shoot zombies as they come in as, and you know, you, you break up the scenery and stuff like that, get power ups and, and all that, that good stuff. Very, very budget game. The cutscenes look really, really simple. Uh, then they put the, the, a DX version on, uh, 3DS. So, you know, being on Wii, it uses the pointer for the shooting. So on, on 3DS, they added, I think, two new characters. And then they also used the touch screen for aiming and things like that. So I think they, they expanded the game, uh, a chunk. Uh, and then for a while, that's where it just kind of sat. But it, it seems like it finally got a, uh, PC port, which is already out. And I think the Switch port might already be out too. Uh, so I think, I think they recently ported the game to both PC and Switch, um, 
based off this article I'm looking at right here right now on 4Gamer. Um, one thing I did see was uh, I saw some people, some people claiming, claiming that there may be no gyro aiming in it because, you know, not being on a 3DS with a touchscreen and not being on a, a Wii with a, you know, Wii, Wii remote with a pointer, um, you know, you don't, you, you don't have, you know, the responsiveness you might need for the you know, shooting if you're using the right analog stick to move it around. But I looked at the trailer for the Switch version and... Maybe just there's a way to like adjust sensitivity, but there was somebody who is whipping around the cursor in that trailer pretty dang quick. Uh, so that makes me wonder if there is some sort of gyro aiming and people just haven't looked deep enough into that game. But I, I don't know. I mean, I have the original one on Wii. So if I do end up playing zombie, zombie panic in Wonderland, I think I'd probably play it there first. And then, you know, whether or not play the other content would come later. Um, but you know, hopefully it does have some sort of gyro aiming. I, I, I could not find any evidence that it did, but the actual trailer itself seemed to have somebody who was moving around the cursor pretty quick, at least in a way that I didn't see in, in, uh, I think I watched Nintendan play it a little bit and, um, yeah, it, it just, it, it was like a slow moving cursor across the screen as he used the analog stick. I was like, man, this looks real, real rough. So um, I also recently listened to a, a podcast, a Retronauts podcast, where they talked to Limited Run Games about doing more classic game series, and they talked a little bit about the Rebirth series and how they would really like to work with M2 on getting some sort of like reprint of that on disc, even if it's just like a Wii game on disc, um, which I think is fun. I think it's I think it's good that you know these these WiiWare games are coming back and and being resurfaced in some way. And that, you know, at least the Rebirth games, it seems like some people care. I think Retronauts in particular has been talking about those Rebirth games and being like, they really should re-release these games. Um, you know, WiiWare is a platform that I think most people didn't really care that much about. There's there are some interesting games on there, but not really any, like, real bangers that I think people were, were desperate to see come back or anything like that. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the, the WiiWare uh, uh, port... <laughs> You know, if, if we'll see any more further WiiWare ports, but uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping we see more of that stuff come out. And I'm horrendously scared about you know, like the PlayStation Network shutting down for PlayStation 3 or something like that. I really, I really am worried about that, but we'll worry about that in the future when it becomes a rea reality and then I'll just hate myself because it's not like the Wii where I can just go through the whole library and say, what do I really want to make sure I get? Because there's so many PSN games on PS3, uh, it's not reasonable. So as I said during the beginning of the podcast, I'm gonna have a little bit of anime talk here, but it's not. I, I have. I don't really have anything to say about actual anime. It's more about anime purchases. How about we talk about spending money? Um. um so uh, I I've still been watching Pat Labor. Uh, that's been kind of the main show I've been watching, and I've been watching it like maybe an episode or two a week. Not not very fast at all. I I only have the first uh, Blu-ray disc for it. And uh, I'm getting to the end of that, or not disc, but collection, I guess. There's like three discs in that within that box. And I'm getting to the end of that, and I was like, okay, time to buy the next one. And I looked it up online, and I could not find a copy that was cheaper than $50 used, and then $100 new. And I was like, ugh, that did not look good. Um, so I ended up buying the Pat Labor collection for like $70, and apparently it was recently on sale for $25 at Right Stuff. And, uh, and I missed that cause it's sold out unfortunately, but I was like, well, I was planning on spending like a hundred dollars in this whole series anyways, if I bought the Blu-ray separately. So getting the entire series in one bundle for 70, I was like, well, I might as well do this. I don't know if it's, I don't really know if it's going to be like something that's not going to be 
printed anymore. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't really figure it out, but it seems like Wright Stuff wasn't planning on selling that stuff anymore. I couldn't find the listings for the individual Blu-rays on their website anymore. Although I did see that the collection was still listed on their website, just marked as sold out. So not really sure. The DVDs were on there for $5, pretty cheap, but but I, I would like the Blu-rays. I mean, it, it's just like, it's like uh, anime in HD can be pretty nice, especially older stuff. So, uh, and I also picked the Natsu no Arashi, which if you don't know Natsu no Arashi, uh, I was a big school rumble fan back in like the mid two thousands and Natsu no Arashi is by the same writer, uh, Jin Kobayashi. So, uh, I went ahead and, and picked that up. That right stuff had it up for only like $10 for the first season, which I was really surprised. Cause I, I looked up the release date. I was surprised on multiple levels here. I looked up the release date of that Blu-ray collection for Natsu no Arashi and apparently it had come out just like the week before I bought it. And it was like the the manufacturer suggested retail price was like $60. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> why? Um, like, no, like, why is it already $10 is my, my more concern. Not why oh, I was at $60. Um, so I don't know. I'm guessing they're trying to get it like, you know, you know, get you to buy multiple stuff. Like, like order that and then buy other things to make the money. And that is somewhat what I did, although I only stuck with uh, stuff that was on sale. I also got the Castlevania Curse of Darkness uh, manga series. There's two volumes and they're $4 each. So I went ahead and got that. But the, but the other second weird thing about that Natsu no Urashi thing is Natsu no Urashi is an anime from like 2009. So I'm not really sure why 10 years later, <laughs> somebody put it out on Blu-ray. It's like such a weird thing. But uh, I went ahead and got that because it was pretty cheap. So so yeah, I picked up some anime stuff, and uh, we'll see. I, 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 I'm I going to finish up at least that first disc, or that last disc of Pat Labor here soon, probably. And then uh, I'll go ahead and continue on to the other ones. I don't know if I'll end up watching the entire series, but, you know, I'm enjoying it enough that I feel like I have the momentum to keep watching it. And because it's all very self-contained, it's 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 easy to keep up with, even if I space it out quite a bit. And because there's no real like cliffhangers, it makes it you know not tempting to sit there and watch like four episodes in a row. I can just watch them as I please per episode. Uh, and I think I think I will try to give Natsu no Arashi another shot uh, here soon. I, I don't really remember much about that series, but I do remember there's like some really silly things in it. Like the opening tells its own story about a, a manga artist, and it's like completely separate from the whole actual anime has nothing to do with the anime but it's just like this dude who ends up uh taking in like an alien as his apprentice kind of thing it's like a really silly little thing at the beginning of each episode and at the end of each episode they also have like this girl who's like reading about the or telling this other person about the books she's reading but they're actually video games so so she's like starts talking about like earthbound and stuff like that and it's like this very flamboyant way she's talking about it maybe not flamboyant but like it's very flowery and how she's describing these things so like Doraemon, she she describes it as like this very very like uh i don't know what you'd call it like fantastical thing where it's really just like a kid's show or something like that and the the art that accompanies it is really fun too because it's like it's just like really elaborate in ways that you you wouldn't typically see something like ness or something and he's like just really overly drawn and stuff so so it's 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 a fun little thing that that's in that show uh and as somebody who likes video games i can kind of like whenever I see something I recognize, it's like, oh yeah, that's kind of a weird way to describe that. But sure, <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of like that, like oh, describe your your that one series with one sentence, but not actually just saying what the what it is or something like that. I don't know. Don't listen to me. I don't have words for things anymore. Whew, I feel like I've lost my words a lot this podcast, but that's okay. That's gonna do it for this week. Thanks for coming. OneControlReport.com is the website. As I said, there's gonna be a we motion or we play motion uh, quick play up. 
uh, on Wednesday. I also, uh, I if I sound a little like uninterested when I'm doing that quick play, it's it's more of a problem of that was my third time recording it. The first time I recorded it, I did it without a camera, and I realized I spent a ton of time explaining what, what I was doing with the Wii Remote to to do the mini game. So I ended up doing another quick play with my camera on, so you could see what I'm doing with the Wii Remote. And then when I went to go edit that, edit that, I found that the uh, the footage I had captured uh, didn't have any audio, so I had to re-record it again. So you're getting my third take on that Wii Play Motion <laughs> uh, quick play, and it was yeah, I was I, by the end of it, I was like I I'm done. I don't want to record this again. <laughs> so if I do find, find a, a little disinterested, uh, it's ma- probably mostly because I was saying the same thing for the third time. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, and then I've been, I started streaming Martian Gothic last week, which is like a PlayStation one survival horror game. So, uh, so that's up on the website. If you want to see the, the first part, uh, this week, because it's Thanksgiving, I will be streaming on Thanksgiving. Uh, I, 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 I believe that's the case unless there's like a, a, a last second plan change. Uh, I plan to be home on Thanksgiving night and I'll just go ahead and stream. I'm, I'm going to stream some Amiibo festival. We're going to play the November month. <laughs> <laughs> and go to Thanksgiving, and I think we'll eat eat a a like Thanksgiving dinner on the day of Thanksgiving in the actual thing. Uh, it will be stupid and not really that funny, but I've committed to the bit, I guess. <laughs> so that that will be there. And then uh, we unless unless there's something else I can think of, or if there's something that you know somebody who shows up there wants to do instead of Martian Gothic, uh, then I'll just go ahead and play some Martian Gothic, and and we'll see. It, depending on how I feel, we may stream longer because I technically have Friday off. Uh, although I I do have plans for Friday, so I may have to get up earlier anyways. So I might have to end the stream early anyways. But well, not early, but you know at the same time as usual. Anyways, um, and I'm, and I, now that I've kind of caught up on games and stuff and I kind of got the quick plays, I've been kind of stuck on, uh, moving, you know, gun, gun pixies kind of the last one. And then maybe we'll do a quick play of Shenmue three, if that seems appropriate. Um, then, uh, uh, I think that's kind of it for like the weekly content stuff for now. And I'll go ahead and start looking at, uh, what, what major video we'll start looking at next. Uh, anything doing with Japan is going to take priority over a, um, a, uh, uh, the main video. So, so we'll see, depending on how quickly things together, hopefully I can get something out before I go to Japan, but I, I don't have a ton of confidence. So that means we won't have another major video this year, unfortunately, as much as I would like to, but we'll see. I'll keep you updated as I figure out what I'm doing. Uh, cause I just got to kind of sit down and kind of evaluate what I have and, uh, and what we can move forward on. So that's it. Thanks for coming. Wonkshowport.com is the website. Hope you have a great week. Bye.